Today on Focus on the Family, we'll examine how gender differences can affect your marriage. Here's Dr. Robert Crosby with some perspective about that. So part of it, men, generally speaking, because of their propensity for the will, struggle with their egos. We struggle with our egos. Uh, Pamela would share with you that women, because of their focus on security and partnership and wanting that, struggle with their expectations. So you have ego and expectation going after one another instead of understanding one another. So part of what I had to realize is the gifts, the graces, the propensities that Pamela has are not put there to compete with me, but to compliment me. We had a great conversation last time with Robert and his wife, Pamela, about how our differences as husbands and wives can create some friction and tension. And I know all of you just said, amen. (laughs) It's true. There's a handful. I know you guys are great and doing well. Uh, Gene and I have experienced that, and I'm sure, uh, John, you and Dina have a little bit too, right? Within the past 24, 48 hours, I think so. Well, the Crosbys shared some great insights and stories about their own challenges, which they also captured in their book, The Will of a Man and the Way of a Woman. Uh, We're going to hear more from them today. And now here's the second part of our conversation with Robert and Pamela Crosby on Focus on the Family. You mentioned in the book uh, that love is the ultimate power tool. I love that Mm. idea, but describe it more fully for us. Love being the ultimate power tool. Mm. Yeah, we underestimate love. You know, we look at the words of Jesus that are certainly inspired. But I also believe there's a lot to be said for the works of Jesus. To look at the Gospels, look at how he carried himself, look at what he did and did not do, look at what he said and look at what he did not say in different moments. So part of it is learning to live this out, you know, to live it out of our hearts, to live out this action of love. So we honor one another, learning how to live, uh, Peter says, in the understanding way. Uh, It doesn't happen overnight, and for young couples that are listening and you think, oh, we really want to be able to master this, we would tell you we have not mastered it. We're learning. We're growing, but it is a journey that is so well worth it. You know, a a year ago, Time Magazine did an article on marriage, and in it, they cited recent research that showed that couples that live to their older years find a renewing of the joy that they had in their early years of marriage. It's called empty nest. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. Hey, there you go. But uh, Cornell University did a study on 700 couples, and they said that the number one joy of their life as they look at the whole of their life was unquestionably their marriage relationship. 100% reported that. Well, and when you think about it, what you're saying, uh, it makes so much sense that God creates us for a relationship, that we learn selflessness in relationship. There's no other way to do it. But then you look at, you know, you look at the breakdown of the family and how late people are getting married, those kinds of things. Mm. And the me-ism of the culture, it all fits together what's happening. It's a focus on self, mm-hmm. and it's very anti-God It is in terms of what he created. And it's so it sad because it comes across as this mentality that I am, you know, everything. Yes, and that I have everything that I need within myself to, you know, fulfill my own life. And what you said a little while ago about the plan, 
I totally agree. I believe with all my heart that it is our differences that make life so beautiful. But we don't celebrate it. No, we, we don't. Let them antagonize we, us. We, <laughs> if we could look at our differences instead of looking at the differences, uh, husband's difference to a wife's difference as the enemy, because that's how we laugh about it. That's how we communicate it. That it's the enemy. It's against what I want. But if instead we could look at it as, wow, your difference really balances me. Your difference mm-hmm. adds strength to where I might be a little bit more weak. And that's the beauty of the oneness, because yeah. when you are able to look at each other's differences as something that complements Correct. The it other, fills a gap. It does. Mm-hmm. And it brings that oneness that you're, we're all in search of. Wasn't that Rocky Balboa? She's got gaps. I've got gaps. We yeah, all got that's gaps. Right. <laughs> that's kind of his uh, yeah, version of good. it. But uh, Pamela, I'm going to press you a little bit because mm-hmm. you also talk about surrendering your power mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> man that goes against everybody's will yes i don't want to surrender my power mm-hmm. what was that about well i it takes me back to you know what we were just saying and that is recognizing that i don't have all that is necessary for let's say my children i'll never forget the moment um, we have four children, three daughters, one son, and he's Rob's sort of in the middle. He's child number three. And um, Rob and I share a lot of similarities. And so, um, and we spent a lot of time together when, um, during seasons of homeschooling and things. So when Robert would go to, you know, reprimand him or whatever, I would be the first one to speak up and say, you don't understand. Rob was about 12 years old. And it was this moment and they were having an argument, and I was getting ready to intercede, you know, and um, to help out in the situation with Rob, and I, all of a sudden, I felt this impression of back off. Wow. Back off. He's becoming a young man. These are two men. They understand this language that you think as a mom is so harsh, so rough, so crude, but I all of a sudden saw that Rob got it, and he understood what his dad was saying. And if I were to interject, if I were to get involved thinking that I had the answers to this child, that I would really be interfering in a process of growth for my son. Pamela, you are onto it there in so many different ways, but particularly in parenting. And this can be one of the greatest difficulties in marriage relationships because you parent from a different perspective. But I need to ask you, um, how does a woman, a mom, get to the point where she has the wisdom Mm. to know when to let dad do what dad needs to do? Mm. And I'm saying that partly out of experience, but partly out of fear. I think Eve tends to fear the future, Mm -hmm. has a hard time letting go. And dad instinctively, I think, knows he's got to engage here in order to shape that young man's will and his life. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for women to trust, to trust that their husband actually knows what he's doing. Yes. Because they won't understand maybe something in the moment. Yes. And I can just say there's a lot of that cry for help that comes to focus on the family in this regard. And women, Mm -hmm. wives, moms, Mm -hmm. struggle to see that this is actually critical. They've got to trust that their husband actually can do it. I have seen so many times where he will make a decision and I'll be like, oh, that's going to fall apart. That is the worst decision. 
And yet I will just say, okay, I'm going to support him, you know, in front of the kids. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to support him. And man, if the Lord doesn't somehow make it work out, that's how I feel. I really believe that if we do what is right for us to do as women, if we want oneness in our marriage, then we need to respond like that, even maybe Mm. if it's not coming back to us. And we need to respond in that way and then watch what happens. Watch the positive. Let me me tease it out a little bit because it's always good when Robert's decisions have gone correctly. Yes. <laughs> but obviously, where we learn, I'm sorry, I feel like the naysayer yeah. all the time, don't I, John? But where we learn is where it didn't work out. How do you bridle your tongue from saying, Robert, I told you that would not work out? I was right. You were wrong. But I want to hear in your own words. You find moments to do that, you find the right place to do that. And without so if much a critical I, spirit? Yes. Maybe, if I hey. do that in front of my kids or if, you know, we find ourselves with a flat tire or whatever, and I'm like, see, see what happened. See? You know, and I know as a mom, <laughs> I know as a mom, I could probably clear the room. Without if a doubt. I want to get, yeah. if I want to really berate my husband, I can mm-hmm. make every kid go to their room without asking them to. Yeah. I have that kind of power. Um, and I do believe that women need to recognize that they have incredible influence and power, but we, it's all in how we want to use it. And that has a lot to do with what type of marriage we want, what mm-hmm. type of home style, and what type of atmosphere we want to raise our children in. Yeah, it's good. You have a couple of lists. I want to get to some practical advice, too. Yeah. Uh, let me just hit a few, and you can elaborate on them a bit. You have uh, what wives need to know uh, about their husband, obviously. Here's a couple of those bullets. Your husband doesn't understand emotions like you do. Do you want to, mm-hmm. you got a little thing there? Yeah, that... you know, uh, just recently I read an article, Stanford Medical, uh, recent research, you know, more and more we're learning that the male brain and the female brain are neurologically different. Shazam! That they are so different. <laughs> wow! The, the irony is... We had to spend billions of dollars yes. to yeah. figure the, this out. The irony is that for years, you know, scientists have assumed that it is all social influence, cultural influence, but now they're learning so clearly that there are marked differences. One is the dynamic related to processing emotions. Men um, tend to process tasks more than emotions. So the understanding of your husband emotionally, the understanding of your wife emotionally is a big part of a marriage relationship. Uh, just because he responds a certain way doesn't always mean that he's out to uh, create a negative experience. Some of it just comes out of how men are designed. Yeah, it's so true. I'm going to hit a couple more on that topic of what wives need to know. Another one you say is your husband craves your affirmation and admiration. I think we all know what that means. Just stroke his ego a little. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your husband communicates differently than you do. That's a good one. It's not what you say, but the way you say it. Mm -hmm. I want to just spend a moment here. Uh, yeah. I don't think wives understand this. Uh, in fact, we did a show a while back, John, where uh, this was really an epiphany. And I talked to Jean about it, in fact, because being a mom of two teenage boys, when mom comes down on a boy, he retreats. He feels like I didn't measure up. And he backs away from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that author really 
spoke to my heart in that because I could see that when that happens. Mm-hmm. When mom's critical of her little boy, the little boy doesn't want to talk about it like maybe her little girl might. Mm-hmm. Little boy just takes it as shame, takes mm-hmm. it as an arrow piercing mm-hmm. his heart. Um, speak to the little boy in all of us men mm-hmm. that when your wife is speaking to you in a way that makes you feel small, what does it do to us? Yeah, you know, the the principles of the will of a man and the way of a woman, Jim, are effective in parenting as well as in marriage. So this whole idea of Ephesians that says, be angry and sin not, there are things in life and there are things in marriage that are going to make us angry. So it's not just what you say, but it's the way you say it. Recently, uh, we were sitting over a meal and two of our children, who will go unnamed, uh, were sitting next to us, but they're adult children. So one of them proceeded to say to the other, I don't know if you know it, but something that you've been doing is very irritating to one of our siblings. And all of a sudden I thought, all right, the next 30 seconds is going to determine the tone of this. And the other sibling paused and I can say she because I have three daughters. I'm sorry. And uh, and she said, you know, you're probably right. I really need to think about that. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I looked at Pam and I said, this is a moment. This is a I remember moment. This and, one. and I said, yeah. to them, I said, I got to tell you guys. This is like the stellar moment of confrontation in our family history. I'm going to celebrate this. I'm going to draw a circle around it. Because you know what you did? You spoke the truth in love. You did it in a loving way. You didn't just say, you know, hey, I love you, but I have to tell you something and and nailed them to the wall. You know, you did it in a loving way. And then to the responder, I said, you responded well. Now, that is good. you got to, hey, mom and dad, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> you, you arrived. Let's hit uh, some of the points about um, husbands need to know how to interact with their wives. We've hit the, the mm-hmm. other side. But uh, your wife wants to know you love her. Boy, loving your wife is so critical. Your wife desires security. Your wife desires protection. Your wife wants intimacy. Let's park on the intimacy side, because when men hear that, they hear something different, don't they, Mm -hmm. Pam? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But describe that difference, and for us men to better understand, and I'd say most men, if we're honest, for the most part, we're all guilty of not knowing intimacy from the viewpoint of our wives the way we need to. So help teach us. The big awakening moment for me came um, when we were actually just talking about writing this book. When I realized, even though he had said it many times, I realized really for the first time how being loved um, was different for me than what it was for my husband. And the more we started to have focus groups on those types of questions um, and hearing from a number of women of all ages um, in different parts of the nation, uh, I started to realize it even more that when we ladies talk about, you know, feeling loved, that it looks completely different than men when they say feeling loved, um, which they use the word admiration. And so um, going back even to the topic of trust, your word on trust, um, it is very difficult for women to trust men, especially if in any part of the history of that marriage, the trust has been broken, either through, um, you know, another 
relationship, maybe financial issues, maybe um, something wrong, a mistake that a husband made. It can predate the marriage too. Yes. A woman who has a bad experience. Yes. Yes. It could be something from a father or something that came before the marriage. I remember when we were early in our marriage and I was actually working with a young wife who was ready to, you know, leave leave and leave her marriage. And I said, you know, I can't help but remember um, how when I was getting ready for the wedding, I kept having this vision, you know, being raised in the Disney, you know, Snow White, Cinderella. Um, my knight in shining armor was going to come on the white horse and he was going to scoop me up and put me on the back and we were going to take off to, you know, oneness land. And um, that was my big fairy tale. And it was like all of a sudden, somewhere along that journey, I picked up the mask of this, you know, shining metal knight and I picked up the mask and noticed there was just a man inside. And that was disappointing. And I had to realize (laughs) that I was just a woman Uh and that we were two in some respects, two broken people coming into this marriage with a lot of weaknesses mm-hmm. and our own hurts and pains. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get the other one to take care of those broken pieces and that hurt and pain. And I, I do believe that's, again, where that expectation and reality and you have stress in between is a constant growing enemy in our marriages. Mm-hmm. And Pamela, and certainly Robert, I want you to weigh mm-hmm. in here too, that, that distinction is critical because, and I don't know, you know, it'll be either spouse. It doesn't have to be necessarily a woman's attitude right. to her husband. I think generally that's more applicable where uh, the husband's not measuring up. I had different expectations. It's almost this desire for perfection, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and that's, an, I think, a very normal conversation in a lot of Christian marriages where you have to at some point look in the the mask, mm-hmm. like you just described, and say, oh, guess what? The person here is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how do you actually embrace that? And how does a wife embrace the fact that her husband won't be perfect? And how does he try to do better? Mm-hmm. But that realization that we're broken people, like you said, and that yeah. God's grace mm-hmm. is what covers us, mm-hmm. and that we can rest in him that we can find peace in him, even in our brokenness. I'll never forget the morning when Robert came to me and said, I would like us to start every morning in prayer together. Hmm. You know, if it's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, if it's 15 minutes, he will never, I could cry talking about it, he will never know what that meant to me as a wife. That had a way of filling in the cracks and the gaps and the weaknesses and the areas where I struggle with trust because together we were able to trust someone who's much greater than us and sees way beyond our path and what we can see. And to be able to, as a wife, feel that protection and feel that security. And even in those moments where we're able to actually tell each other, look, I'm really struggling with this. You know, I don't know what to do. Um, I, you know, there, I'm dealing with this issue 
at work or I'm dealing with this issue in our finances and it scares me. You know, hearing that from my husband, I don't know if he ever used the word scares me, but... Um, we would never use that no, word. No, I know. That's like not it, a man's that's man word. Code. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it concerns us. Yeah. I can feel yes, immediately yes. him in his head saying, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> so could I. Yes. <laughs> but, but to hear, you know, to just be able to share at that level of how can we help each other or I'm going to need you to help me through this time, I think is uh, a real gift to a wife. Yeah, you know, part of it, too, to go back to something that Pamela mentioned earlier, that when your expectations are way up, like at the level of the top of your head, your realities are low. The difference between the two is stress. So the only way to reduce the stress is to either lower your expectations or to change your reality. Often, it's a little bit of both. We mm-hmm. do a little bit of both. But there is there is a beauty in, in an age when so many people are trying to remove the differences of gender and, and to, to, to try to dissolve it. We believe that it is time to celebrate the beauty of being male and being female. And I will tell you one of the most beautiful moments that was just recent, uh, just a couple of months ago, my father passed away in mm-hmm. 91. We were in the room with him in the last few hours, and it was amazing because we really believe one of the things we talk about in teaming life is drawing circles of honor. And I learned this from the late Gary Smalley, you know, right. the, the whole, oh, it's you, you know, and celebrating <laughs> your children, your wife. And I never forgot it, but the beauty of drawing circles of honor. We sort of naturally, around my father's bed, rotated me, Pamela, my brother, his wife, and their children, and my son. We rotated and just told my dad what he meant to us. Well, when Pam went up to him, it just about ripped my heart out. My mother is elderly, and because of senility issues, was not able to be at the hospital with my dad in those latter hours, which was very tough. But when Pamela went up to my father, knowing me, she put her hand on his brow, just began to rub it and say, you know, Dad, Mom loves you so much. You've been such a great husband to her. You have loved her and her family so well. And I just began to weep. But she would have never been able to do that if we did not have the marriage that by the grace of God we have. And we still have our arguments and moments, but, but there's a bond that God brings when two become one that has rewards that I'm learning about that come at even latter seasons of life that you never anticipate. Well, that is so, so good and so true. That's what we need to work toward. Uh, Robert and Pam, uh, you really have laid it out, what the goal of marriage is about, that long, lifelong commitment and the rewards of it and what Mm -hmm. God provides in that regard. Um, For those couples that are struggling and they're troubled and they don't know which way to go, uh, you have really provided some wonderful practical advice out of your book, The Will of a Man, The Way of a Woman. And I think this is some revolutionary thinking. It's probably as old as the Old Testament, <laughs> but you've been able to mine it and to put it in a modern language that husbands and wives can understand for today. And I hope if you're in that spot 
that you will get a copy of the book. Um, that's why Focus is here. That's why we have wonderful guests like Robert and Pamela join us. So you can hear um, insights, biblical insights, of how to think of your relationship as a married couple. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the goal here is to draw you closer to Christ yes. so yes. you can honor the Lord yes. in your relationship. And I, I really don't know of any couple that can't do just a little better mm-hmm. in that regard because of our humanness. We're always mm-hmm. going to be working toward better. Robert and Pamela, thanks again for being with us. Great Thank insights. You. I really appreciate how God has used you to kind of uh, help us better understand the mission of marriage. <laughs> Thanks. Thank Real good to be with you. And if I could just say that focus over the years has meant so much to us and our family. Well, that's a blessing to hear. Thank you for that. And it's our prayer that you've really been touched by what you've heard these past couple of days with Robert and Pamela Crosby. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller. We heard Robert and Pamela driving the point about expectations versus reality on the program today. And I think it's so important for couples to be aware of the unattainable expectations they may be placing on their spouse. We need to be able to talk about our expectations with one another rather than just having them in our minds and then finding ourselves constantly disappointed when our spouse isn't measuring up. In Robert and Pavela's book, The Will of a Man and the Way of a Woman, they teach couples to appreciate the balance their differences bring, to bend more appropriately in response to each other, and to move toward a more joyous blend that can only emerge out of two quite different ways somehow turned into one. You'll find The Will of a Man and the Way of a Woman online at safamily.co.za or give us a call on 31 716-3300. And then I'd like to invite you to join Dr. Greg and Erin Smalley for an online Focus on the Family event called Perfect 10 Marriage. That title has a question mark at the end because we all know there are no perfect marriages. But do join us on the 10th of the 10th, 2020 for some fun and some insight into how you can improve your marriage. This is a global event and we'll get to hear from couples around the world as they share some of their stories around communication, conflict, intimacy, and more. I do want to also encourage you to go to our website and take our free marriage assessment so you'll know your growth areas before you join us for Perfect 10 Marriage. You'll find all the info at safamily.co.za. Thanks for listening in to Focus on the Family today. I'm Alison Schnell, inviting you back next time when we'll once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.